Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's good, everybody? It is Friday, and that means only one thing. It's time for props, props, and more props. Of course, this is the Early Edges or Prop Special. We do it every single Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting, and it's not even close. I love when we're a little bit late to the party. We had a few things we had to take care of. Sometimes the props come out a little bit later, but the chat is always already fired up, already going. So let's bring in the stars of the show because you know them, you love them. Let's start right below me, live from Florida, straight from fantasy football today. We call him Uncle Dave. His name is Dave Richard. Hello, sir. Only on this show and only when we're talking props, my Uncle Dave. Does everybody understand that I'm we get it. regular Dave when it's fantasy football today or you know when we're discussing pizza, anything else? It's just regular <laughs> Dave. But we're, on always, this show, we're always talking about pizza. We're always talking about pizza. Yeah, well, we're going to need more than an hour then. But bottom line is this. <laughs> Uncle Dave is Uncle pissed off because last Why? week I only I didn't do well. And I've been living with it. And I take my pick seriously. I do in fantasy, too. Yep. And I've been beating myself up over it. And I got really selective this week, guys. So I, I had a hard time. Jacob, the jeweler, could, could attest to it. Uh, until about half an hour ago, I only had two props. I'm up to five. But I really was picky about what I took. I bet everything I take. I don't want to give out a pick that I wouldn't take myself. And so we're going to roll this week with the five that I got. And I love them all. The thing about it, two things that I love a how seriously all my guys, including Dave, take their job because we know that you guys take your time. You spend your hard earned money, but also, also when somebody falls, there's somebody else to pick them up. That's why we're a team. That's why we're a crew. That's why we bring prop stars along for the ride. Alex, good afternoon, sir. What is up, coach? Great to see you, Uncle Dave. As you guys both know, this is my favorite hour of the week. I look forward to this all week long. I am so excited. I also had an off week. It was not just Uncle Dave. I both We both struggled a bit, but I am super motivated. I am super hungry to get back on track. I love my picks as well. I'm ready to do this thing. But guess what? Last night, all the people that are in the in the feed, they play with us every day. We had a nearly perfect show last night. We were like 12 for 13. So don't worry about it. People got money in the bank right now. Money in the bank. So we're going to draw a line in the sand and get back at it this week. All right. We're going to go through it quick because full disclosure, your boy is not feeling too good today. We grind, we grind, we grind. And man, I'm really, really sick. So we're going to try to get to as much as we can. So you guys have to pick me up if you could, please. Uh, as always, in the chat, if you have a prop that you like or you have a name that you like, my guys are so good. They can give you information on anything. Put it in there. Leave your Twitter handle and we'll get to as many as we can throughout the show. All right. So let's jump right in. First game of the week. And this is getting a lot of interest, even though both teams are not good. Dolphins laying three against the Jets, total 44 and a half. We don't care about that. We care about a prop. Dave, you're starting us off because I know deep down in your gut, you want to get things going. Let's go. 
I do. I'm fired up to get things going, and I'm going to get it going with Elijah Moore over 33-and-a-half receiving yards against the Miami Dolphins. He's at least had six targets each of his last four games, at least 44 receiving yards, not 33, 44 receiving yards each of his last three games. You see that the Jets are making a change at quarterback. They're going to Joe Flacco, and you might freak out and go, oh, no, not Joe Flacco. He's terrible. Have you seen Mike White play football? Now you've got Joe Flacco. I think this is actually an upgrade specifically for the wide receivers with the New York Jets. Flacco is a downfield thrower. He is not a dink and dunker like Mike White. Case in point, he threw three passes last week. Two of them went to Elijah Moore. They went for 40 yards and a touchdown. He went over this prop in two passes last week, and I fully expect the Jets to throw the ball a bunch with Joe Flacco this week against the Dolphins. Miami allows 13.4 yards per catch to outside wide receivers. That's where you're going to see Elijah Moore line up. Perimeter receiver right on the sideline. They also allow 4.8 yards after catch to receivers outside in their last three games. That means that we could see Elijah Moore make like, I don't know, say a catch of about eight or nine yards and then he runs the next 10 yards and it's a touchdown kind of like he did on his last catch from Joe Flacco. This number should be higher. It should be closer to 40 and it's at 33 and a half. This one is an easy call. Very much an over on Elijah Moore. He also finds the end zone too, like he did against the Colts a couple of times. What do you got, Alex? Yeah, I really like this prop that Dave's on. I was taking a, a good hard look at this, then I saw that Dave was on it, so I didn't put it in as a play. But yeah, I, I think Flacco is going to absolutely be an upgrade, like Dave mentioned, for the wide receivers. He throws the ball down the field, unlike Mike White, who we saw just unable to complete passes uh, a couple yards deeper than the line of scrimmage. He just targets the running backs at like an extraordinarily high clip. Furthermore, Denzel Mims, I believe, is going to be inactive, which should potentially throw some more uh, snaps and targets uh, Elijah Moore's way, who has been very, very impressive. He has really come on over the last few weeks. So, yeah, I love this prop. Yeah, he's been fantastic. And this is one of those one of those points that I've learned so much from both of you that you look at and say, we're a week or two ahead that probably in the next week or two, we won't see a three in front of his name maybe ever again. So we got to get on it this week. And I learned that from you guys. All right. Game number two, Texans, Titans, Titans laying double figures at home, uh, total 44 and a half. Alex, what do you got in this game? Yeah. So I've got AJ Brown over 71 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Brown has had a somewhat disappointing start to the season. Uh, many analysts, including myself, a lot of people in the fantasy community felt that this, that AJ Brown was going to emerge as one of the league's truly elite receivers. We haven't quite seen that happen, uh, at least from a raw numbers perspective. But if actually, if you look at some of the advanced metrics, he has been pretty dominant this season. He has an elite 2.48 yards per route run, coupled with a 28% target share. 45% uh, air yard share on the season as well uh, with Julio Jones and Derrick Henry, both on injured reserve. I believe that Brown is poised to have a monster finish to the second half of the season. Uh, I believe he's also likely to have an even larger target share um, as well. I just think he's positioned to have a huge performance against a very overmatched Texans secondary. The Texans ranked 25th in past defensive uh, DVOA. Brown has feasted against the Texans throughout his career. In four games versus Houston, he has racked up 447 yards, 27 catches, 
five touchdowns. That is unbelievable production. Uh, the Titans are just short on playmakers. Brown is going to have to carry the load for this Titans team offensively if they are going to win the AFC South. I also write about Freakly and speak about Freakly how I love backing a stud player coming off of a disappointing game. In Brown's case, he's coming off of two disappointing games, so I really like that fact, actually. Uh, yeah, he's going to be the focal point of Tennessee's passing offense. I expect him to make an example out of an overmatched Houston secondary that he has great results, historical results against. God, I love this place so much, AJ Brown. And he he was very vocal this week, too, in all of his interviews, which tells me he's really dialed in and he really wants to come out and bounce back from those two bad games. Dave, before I get to your pick, a quick a quick chat question from the last game that you had to play on. Joe Flacco yeah. under 227 and a half passing yards at minus 115. Talk to me. I took a look at that one as well. I considered the under on it just because I, I figure it's the Jets and maybe he'll be under a little too much pressure, but I still think that he'll be able to yeah, connect close to this. I think it's a competitive line. I, I don't really have a specific way on it one way or the other. When I did look at it originally, my initial thought was the under. I couldn't come up with a convincing argument to go all the way under with it. All right. Last night we hit the under with uh, Mac Jones. We talked through it during the show and he just had one of those games where they just kept handing it off and they, they blew him out. So be very careful. Yeah, that's that not going to happen with the jets. Yeah, I know. That's right. Uh, what's your play in this game, Dave? Let's talk big time wide receivers. Let's, Let's talk about the best of the best. Okay. Alex gave you one on AJ Brown. I'm going to give you one on a superstar. All right. Danny Amendola. Okay, all right, fine. Maybe his, not a big his cousin or <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know who thinks that Danny Amendola is a superstar, though, guys, is Tarod Taylor. In two games with Tarod Taylor, Danny Amendola has 12 targets, which is pretty good. He's turned it into eight catches, 83 yards, no touchdowns. We're looking for him to get at least 27 receiving yards in this game. A couple of weeks ago, he did exactly that. He only had three catches, but he had 49 yards. He had a nice catch and run. I expect the volume to go back up. We know that he's the main slot receiver for Houston at this point. 76% of his snaps have come when he's in the slot. The Titans have allowed, and this is awesome. Well, awesome for us, not awesome for the Tennessee Titans. 691 <laughs> receiving yards just to slot receivers, literally wide receivers who line up in the slot, just like Danny Amendola does 76% of the time. They allow the most in football, 691 receiving yards. So they're not too good at covering guys in the slot. They also allow a 74% catch rate. That's 10th highest to slot receivers. So that means that Amendola is in a spot where he can smash a little bit. He's got a chance to catch a lot of passes. Terod Taylor's looking for him. Titans give up a lot of yardage. I just put it all together, and I see the number at 26 and a half, and I think it's going to go significantly over. I would play this one up to 32, 33 and a half. Amendola should have a pretty decent game. Not going to be great for fantasy. Not going to help the Texans win. Not going to do anything for the city of Houston. He's no TJ Watt or Hakeem Olajuwon. It'll get you 30 damn yards. It'll do something for us. 35 yards. He's going to do something right here in this pocket. This is where my wallet is. Come on, Danny. Hook a brother up. Hey, please don't ever do that again. Please don't ever. I didn't know where you were going with that. I didn't know where you were going with that. I told you I was fired up, Coach. (laughs) You are, and I love it. I'm here for it. You know me, I'm high energy. All right, now. Uh, before Alex, I come back to you because I have a chat question on the game you just talked about. But I got to throw up an incredible note we got from my man Nick in the chat. And this is called putting yourself on the line. I'm on the clock producing for my boss and listen to the greatest gambling sports show in the world. Isn't America great? 
You're damn right it is, Nick. Nick, throw your Twitter handle into the chat for me, please. I might have a little something for you. All right. I got to come back to you, Alex. Uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill, over one and a half touchdowns is his prop this week. I do not have a number on it, though. Do you like, based off your A.J. Brown information, you think Tannehill goes two or more? Uh, I would lean yes. I, I, I talk about this frequently. I do not like quarter. I, I like quarterback props. I do not like quarterback touchdown props specifically. Uh, in my opinion, they're too subject to volatility. Uh, for instance, a quarterback can have a huge game, a, a dominant effort where he throws for 300 plus yards, a high completion percentage, absolutely shreds the defense, but the wide receivers get tackled at the two yard line. And as a result, the football, uh, the, the fullback or the running back gets vultures, a couple of touchdowns. So uh, to, to me, these props, um, unless the value is incredibly uh, skewed in one direction or the other, um, just, I, I don't like playing these props. Uh, I would lean over on this without knowing the juice. It's hard to give you uh, like a solid one fifteen. Well, yeah, to, to me, that's efficient. I lean over on it. But yeah, I just to me, these props are just subject to too much volatility and variance. So I, I tend to avoid them unless they really present some like incredible value, which in my opinion, this one doesn't. All right. Very good. Cody, thank you in the chat for that information. Help me out. I appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, let's get to 400 likes. Pound that like button so we can give away a free hoodie today as we're moving more towards merchandise. Because many of you, we have such a big following on Sportsline now uh, that giving out the subs anymore. We will occasionally, but now we need merch. We need people wearing it all over the world and showing everybody how much you love the early edge and Sportsline. All right. Next game on the board for us, 49ers. Traveling all the way across country, land six and a half at Jacksonville. Total is 45. And I know if you found a prop in this game, Dave, you really dug deep. What do you got? I got LaVisca Chenault, longest catch under 16 and a half yards at minus 120. LaVisca Chenault in the last four games hasn't had a reception longer than 12 yards. And I tried to dress up this prop as much as I could and really tried to get away from it because I like the talent that LaVisca Chenault is. But nope. I'm seeing Dan Arnold come in. He's taking a lot of targets. Jamal Agnew, an explosive pass catcher in the Jacksonville offense. He's taking work away from LaVisca Chenault. And I'm getting to a point, I know he's still playing around 75% of the snaps each week. His inefficiency has become so ugly that I'm wondering if we're going to get to a point here where Urban Meyer takes him off the field, makes him wow. a part-time player, can't use LaVisca Chenault in the offense because he's not very explosive. Hello, as long as catch over the last four weeks is 12 yards, and he's just not doing what other players in the offense are doing. Why not put in somebody that's got a little bit more explosiveness into the offense? That's really about it. I don't really see him being a, a high-volume guy, and even if he is a high-volume guy, we just don't want him to get a catch of 17 plus yards. I think he's going to be in that neighborhood like he's been. Short little target, catches the football. In fact, 64% of his targets have been on passes or of his routes run, rather, have been 10 yards or closer to the line of scrimmage. We saw that in the preseason. And he's getting tackled after he makes a catch. He's not getting a ton after the catch. So we're going under on this. I love it. Alex. Yeah. Just to back up some of Dave's points regarding Chenault. Uh, he was originally to start the season. He was uh, the slot receiver for Jacksonville. Um, and then due to the injury um, to DJ Chark, he was then forced to play outside receiver. He has really struggled in that role. It would not surprise me either to see uh, some snaps taken away from him. Cause yeah, like Dave has mentioned, he has been uh, very ineffective in this outside receiver role. 
uh, does not look comfortable whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, I like this play as well. And Evan in the chat loves it too. He says, you know, it hasn't passed this in four weeks. Agnew more involved too. love it. Uncle Dave. Thank you for that note. Uh, real quick. You got to go back to the Texans game. Uh, Dave, I'm coming to you. Several people in the chat are looking at a Brandon cooks over five and a half catches at minus one Oh five. Talk to me. I saw it at plus 100 earlier today. He's had at least six catches in each of his last two and three of his last four. I did a little bit of research on it. The only thing I'm worried about is that the Texans coming out of their bye, maybe they're trying to spread the ball a little bit more. And this kind of works against the Amendola prop, but to rookie Nico Collins, to rookie tight end Brevin Jordan, uh, to maybe get those guys a little bit more involved. You know, that the reason why I'm not terribly worried and why I didn't pull back on Amendola is because the prop was so low. Amendola mm-hmm. just needs to get you 30 yards and you're okay. This one, you need Brandon Cooks to be involved all game long, come through with six catches. It can be done. And I like that the juice is low, but I liked it a tad better when it was at plus 100. I'd like it even better if it was at, I, I would like it even better if it was obviously at plus 110, but maybe even taking it at like, over four and a half minus right. 180 would have been right. something that right. I would have been a yeah. much bigger fan of. Oh, I hear you there. All right. So uh, just be very careful on that one as well. Uh, okay. So the bosses just texted me and I hate it when they do it in the middle of the show. It ruins my flow. It ruins my flow. But this time they're looking out for all of you at home because I put way too high of expectations on this show. You come here for information. You come here for information. So we're lowering the like count for the free hoodie to 150 likes, but it has to be 150 or more. And we'll give away to somebody. Leave your Twitter handle in the chat and you'll get a free early edge sports line hoodie. Only 150 likes. Let's get let's get that going. All right. Um, all right. I've got several from the chat here, but I want to get to our next game first. No, I do have one from the chat here. Let me come to you, Alex. Trevor Lawrence, because this is the Jags game we're talking about. Over 228 and a half. It is passing prop. It is at plus 100. Um, no, I just, the, the confidence there with Lawrence, just, uh, I'm having a hard time watching him right now. Just, <laughs> I, I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm bullish on his lo- long-term outlook, but yeah, just things in Jacksonville are not going well. When your tight end, who was a acquisition midway through the season, uh, ends up fo- being the focal point of your passing offense and is serving as your number one receiver, things are not going well in that passing attack for Jacksonville. Marvin Jones looks cooked. We brought up how Chenault is playing out of position. Uh, Jamal Agdu, who is playing defense, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is now their most explosive offensive player. Um, yeah, this team is just a mess. I do not think there are very many props that are worth uh, backing as far as overs are concerned. I like Lawrence. I'm bullish on his long-term outlook, but yeah, this is, I would only be looking under even at a number of this low. He has struggled clearing this all season. Uh, San Francisco is also a very uh, game opponent as well. So yeah, I have no interest in it. I'd be looking under if anything. Okay. Yep. I want you all to really listen to what Alex just said, because last night on early edge live, we didn't play any Falcons props because of the way the game script was going to go. And guess what? None of them came in. None of them came in. They scored zero points. So maybe some unders did, but we didn't know that was going to happen. Sometimes it's about not playing the prop. 
And that's what happened last night. Thanks to prop stars and Mikey and everybody else. So really listen to that information. All right. All right. Next game on the board, saints and the Eagles. This is a really cool game because I really don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Minus two is the Eagles at home. Total 43. They've completely changed how they've played. They're really running the ball. Heavy, 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 heavy. Alex, you got to play in this game. I do coach. And yeah, that is an excellent point that I'm going to expand upon. Uh, the play is Jalen hurts over 204, uh, 204.5 passing yards. We have seen just a Jekyll and Hyde uh, approach to this Eagles offense from head coach, Nick Sirianni this season. In the first five to six games of the season, the Eagles were barely running the football. I, I'm a huge Eagles fan and fans were literally cheering. Anytime Miles Sanders just got a handoff, even if he got tackled like with, a one yard gain like the fans at Lincoln Financial Field were erupting because the <laughs> Eagles just simply were not running the football whatsoever uh, it was really odd to watch because it was just uh, the, the offense was just way too predictable uh, and one sided then we witnessed this seismic shift occur uh, for their offensive philosophy and play calling the Eagles started running the ball more than any other team in football over the last three weeks uh, that was against the Lions the Broncos and the Chargers. What do those three teams have in common, guys? They are absolutely dismal rush defenses. Now, this week, we look ahead to a New Orleans Saints defense. I love talking about this defense. Uh, this is the number one defense in rushing DVOA. They are first in opposing uh, rush yards per game. They have surrendered 483 yards to opposing running backs through nine games. That is on pace for a historic historical season uh that is 53 yards per game to the running back position that is truly incredible that is 2.7 yards per carry this new orleans front is one of the greatest all-time greatest rush defenses that we've seen in the nfl they are absolutely extraordinary the way to beat the saints is not by running the ball against them because no one runs the ball against them it's by through the air uh, the saints they are giving up 280 uh, passing yards uh, per game opposing quarterbacks have gone over this number in seven of nine games against the saints this year uh, we all also saw the Eagles just hand Dallas Goddard a large contract. He became the third highest uh, paid tight end in the NFL this week. He suffered a concussion last week, but he is on track to play Sunday. Hertz is going to have his full complement of weapons. Goddard, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, obviously the great wide receiver rookie Devontae Smith. The Eagles offensive line is also the healthiest that they have been all season. Uh, just Frankly, the, the Eagles are going to have to air the ball out in this game. Whether they win or lose, they're going to have to throw the ball. You are not running against this dominant New Orleans front. So, yeah, I think this is a way low of a number. I actually haven't projected for 240 yards, which is a pretty significant lean. That does not mean to play him up to 240 yards or play an alt line at 240 <laughs> yards. Uh, yeah, I'm comfortable at 204.5 yards. I probably play it up to maybe 212 to 214 and a half yards. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely love this prop. Uh, you're going to see the Eagles have to throw the ball a lot more against the Saints team. I'm glad you said that because at DraftKings is 206 and a point five. Thank you, Ryan. And then at FanDuel, it's at 211. So both of those numbers fit into what you just said. So play them both uh, if you have access to them uh, right now. Thank you, Alex, for that. Uh, now, we've become so big, so popular that they came to me and they said, Coach, 
we've got to run commercials in your show. I said, okay, okay. But only if they're in the family. Here you go. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, our next game on the board, guys. Packers laying one on the road at Minnesota. The total at 47 here. Dave, I love your play in this one. Talk to me. Alex talked about never touching the quarterback player props over under touchdown. <laughs> We're going to challenge that one with Kirk Cousins under one and a half touchdowns at plus 110, a little bit of odds in your favor. The Green Bay pass defense in their last three games have held Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Kyler Murray to one touchdown combined. Wait, wait, what did I just? You said one combined. Read? You said one combined. Well, let, let's do the math. Russell Wilson last week, no touchdowns. That's zero. 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 And then Patrick Mahomes had one one touchdown yeah. against Green Bay two games ago. So yep. one plus zero. You carry the yeah, it's one. One. And then uh Kyler Murray had no touchdowns against Green Bay. That was the game when Aaron Rodgers had absolutely no one to throw to. So yeah, it's true. One <laughs> touchdown to those three amazing quarterbacks. And that's over their last three games. Their scheme is incredible. They've been playing this zone defense that's really been limiting downfield passing. And I think it's going to really impact Kirk Cousins, who, by the way, has one passing touchdown in each of his last three games. He has one passing touchdown in three of his last four against the Green Bay Packers. Only four quarterbacks on the year have managed to get more than one touchdown against them. None since week five. It's amazing because they lost a lot of good talent, this Green Bay defense did. And they're still playing great. They're staying true to their scheme. And it's one that I think Kirk Cousins is going to struggle with. Best of all, the Vikings have had a pass run ratio below 60-40 in four of their last five games. Their lead running back has had at least 17 carries in every single one of their games. They love running the football. And I think that means that they're obviously taking the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands. They'll do it inside the red zone. They'll do it inside the 10. Dalvin Cook's healthy. They'll do it at the goal line. Kirk Cousins might score one. He won't score two. I love it. Real quick, uh, there is a chat question. Kirk Cousins under 268 and a half passing yards minus 115. Does that play in and correlate with your touchdowns or no? It, it definitely does. And certainly the type of defense that Green Bay plays limits those types of huge passing totals unless the volume is there for Kirk Cousins, which I don't think it will be based on how they've been playing, based on how Green Bay is going to be playing. Don't forget about A.J. Dillon taking over and the run game for Green Bay just getting progressively better week after week after week. There might be some underplays on Aaron Rodgers this week, to be completely honest with you. But I think it's going to be a slow-paced type of game. Both teams want to run the football, and that mm -hmm. just means that there's going to be 
for fewer opportunities. The one thing I would say is that the odds are in our favor on the under one and a half touchdowns. You got to lay a little bit of juice if you're taking the under on Kirk Cousins passing yardage. Okay. Alex, what do you got? I just want to uh, amend what I was saying regarding the touchdown props. I, I'm in I'm in favor of playing unders on them. It's overs on them, actually, that I, I typically have a problem with. You can absolutely sell me on an under for a touchdown prop for a quarterback. Yeah, just overs that I try to shy away from and largely avoid. By the way, I don't know why it just came into my head, but everybody look at Alex right now. Alex, have you ever seen the movie Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> I have, Coach, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Dave, you know who he looks like right now? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it just came into my head. The villain in Kindergarten <laughs> Cop. When your hair came over the side of your face, that's how he wears it the entire movie. Oh, and I got Dave to fall back in his chair. That's all oh, I wanted. Oh my God. I just it just was like, oh, like, oh, why why would we cover? You guys are amazing at home. Uh let me just get some <laughs> shout-outs here. Uh Scott. Uh, who else? Sportsline wrote it fire. Bazooka, Shaco, Dennis, Vinny. Uh, by the way, I may I may take Kelsey's lead in the chat. She's like, I'm gonna take the hoodie if you guys don't get to 150 likes. You know she works. She runs the chat. So that's what we're gonna do. If we don't get to 150 likes, Kelsey gets the hoodie. Oh my God, Jeweler, you're amazing. You're amazing. Alex, look straight to the camera right now. And you tell me if that's not him. You tell me if that's not him. Oh man. Oh man. Let's Meanwhile, go. Let's go. Jokes about the guy with the best hair in the business. <laughs> I kill to have his lettuce. Oh my goodness. I, would, I, I, I also would kill to have his lettuce. I haven't had lettuce in since 2000. Two, I started shaving my head when I was whatever 22, 23, and this has been my look ever since. Uh, all right, we got to move on. We got a lot more. That was fun, though. That was fun. All right, our next game on our board, and we have several in the chat that I will get to kind of rapid fire at the end of the show. So don't worry, we'll try to get to as many as we can. All right, Bengals and the Raiders. This is another very, very important game as far as standings, as far as playoffs are concerned. Bengals are actually favored on the road by a point, total 50 and a half. Dave, I'm coming back to you. What do you got? We're going with Joe Mixon over 86 and a half total yards at minus 110. This number is way too low. He's had at least 18 touches, at least 91 total yards. Three of his last four games, Las Vegas is allowing 102 rush yards per game to running backs and 41 receiving yards per game to running backs. That's a lot of yardage. And I think that when you've got a running back like Joe Mixon, he can put up some huge numbers. And obviously he's done it three of his last four games. Daryl Williams went over this amount just last Sunday. Devontae Booker, the last time, the, the game before that for the Raiders, went over this total. Damian Williams in week five, who, who went over this total? In fact, the only teams that didn't have a running back get 88, 89 plus total yards were the ones that had multiple running backs splitting work. For example, um, I, I I think they played Arizona. I'm not 100% sure. Um, no, they must not have. But there, there was a team that they probably played that used multiple running backs. One guy didn't get to 88, but two guys at Denver is the team I'm thinking of. Thank you, person in my head that just told me that. <laughs> Joe Mixon doesn't share the ball very much. I wasn't going to help you. Samaj <laughs> oh, P. Ryan will play a little bit. I think this is an easy one for Joe Mixon. I think it's an easy one for the Bengals, to be honest with you. Um, Mixon's going to have a good game. Top five fantasy running back should have a hundred total yards. Easy might have a hundred rushing yards. Easy. 
Okay, Dave, uh, we're going to stay in that in that game, and I'm going. And Alex, you can piggyback whatever you're going to say, but also I want you to hit on these two from the chat. We have cashed with Jamar Chase several weeks in a row on his over longest reception. This week is 25 and a half, and then also Joe Burrow over 270 and a half at minus 115. Can you hit those two, and then whatever you're going to say about Dave? Uh, yeah. So regarding Chase, I would definitely. I think he's. He has established himself as one of the premier wide receivers in the NFL, not just one of the best. I mean, he is the best rookie wide receiver, but yeah, he is one of the best overall wide receivers in the NFL. If it wasn't for Cooper Cup's historical season, uh, Jamar Chase would be having the best uh, season in the NFL of any wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has been just absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, so I, I think he is just a big play waiting to happen. Uh, it's, uh, if, if you like these sort of props, I am more than comfortable continuing to ride him because, yeah, he is truly one of the elite playmakers uh, at, at the position, just completely explosive and dynamic and just break off a big play. Um, yeah, at any point. So, yeah, I, I do like that prop. Uh, regarding Burrow, uh, I, I do – expect Cincinnati to come out, uh, throw the ball a lot. We've seen somewhat of a shift in their offensive philosophy earlier in the season. They were relying heavily on their running game. Burrow didn't necessarily look quite comfortable, uh, maybe not quite a hundred percent coming off of the ACL injury. Uh, he has looked better and better each and every week. We've seen this Bengals offense begin to open up more. Um, and yeah, become a higher volume passing attack. Uh, the 270 number, is pretty large this Raiders defense um it isn't bad they're above average they actually have a decent secondary uh so yeah I prefer Chase's prop compared to uh Burrow's uh passing line I do think the passing line is somewhat efficient uh, I would lean over on it however uh regarding Dave's play though yeah I absolutely think mixing coming off of a buy this is a great spot for him this is a very low number he's going to be heavily involved in the game plan I also love combination props I talk about it all the time gives you a safety blanket or a safety net uh just if the game script doesn't go how you envision it if, if the if the Bengals find themselves trailing and having to throw the ball he will be the beneficiary of some passes in the receiving game. This is a very low number, very obtainable for Mixon. I was looking actually very closely at this prop. So yeah, I just want to say I really like it as well. Well, fantastic. When you, whenever you're backing it up, I'm locking it in right now. All right, before we get to our next game, because they're both on Alex, let me come back to you, uh, Dave, because we don't have a play in this game. From the chat, Najee Harris, over 79 and a half rushing yards at minus 115, or his combo that... Alex just very eloquently described to us is at 114, and I don't have the number on that. You know, you're playing against the Chargers. I think the over on the rushing yards makes a lot of sense. The one issue is what the shape of that offensive line is going to be in for Pittsburgh. And what's the shape of the defense going to be in for Pittsburgh? Because if the Chargers are going to just roll up and down the field on them without Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Joe Hayden, uh, I could mean that Mason Rudolph or Ben Roethlisberger, whoever starts for them, will have to throw a little bit more. I would cautiously take, I think I would cautiously take the over on both with, okay. with Najee Harris, but it would be just for a sprinkle. I don't think it would be something that I would invest so heavily in. Yeah, we wouldn't have a double sprinkle on that. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you have on that? 
Uh, yeah, just to back up this point, 114 is a giant number. Uh, Najee Harris has been e- exceptional this year. Well, he was started off the season kind of rough, but has really played well as of late. But that is a very, very large number. And that number is somewhat contingent on a specific uh, game plan occurring that involves uh, Steelers having a lead, in my opinion, and running the ball a lot. So, yeah, I think that number is very high. I would look way more at the rushing yards uh, than the combo prop in this particular instance. All right. Let's go to Hunter Renfro uh, back to Dave under 61 and a half. Uh, thanks to uh, Cody or Corey in the uh, chat. He's only done this two of 10 games gone over this number. Would you play the under there at minus 115? If I was going to take a side on this, it would be the under. And I immediately feel better about this one than I do the Najee Harris prop. Not only do the Bengals have a good cover corner in Mike Hilton, but we've seen it from Hunter Renfro where he gets a lot of catches, not necessarily a lot of yardage. So I, I think it's a competitive line, but one that might be just a little too high at 61 and a half. I, I think Tyler found a good edge there. Very good. Let's go to our next. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Alex. I I just want to say, too, just there's always just to like give people a little more information regarding overs and unders. Anytime you're dealing with unders, there are a lot more outs for an under to hit than an over. I just think it's worth reminding people, especially who are newer to this space. You're just always going to anytime you're playing an under, there are just a lot more ways that that under can cash than an over. So, yeah, you should be looking under more so than over and a lot of cases also because of historically unders are hitting at a much higher percentage than overs as a result of this market people are more inclined to play over so it inflates the number so yeah there's just a lot of value in playing unders a lot of ways for unders to hit i just try to remind people that as much as possible it's very, very important. Injuries, game script doesn't go as we think. They just don't play because the coach doesn't like the way they're playing that particular game. All those things right. matter, 100%. Uh, all right, our next game, and this is the game of the week. It is Fox's America's Game of the Week. It is my game of the week. Damn it, it's America's team's game of the week. Cowboys at the Chiefs. Chiefs laying two and a half total. A robust 56 points. Alex, you've got count them two. Two props you like in this game. I do indeed, coach. Yeah, the first one being CeeDee Lamb over 69 and a half receiving yards. Uh, listen, the star wideout, he's averaging 80.6 receiving yards per game. He is playing the best football of his career as of late. Over the Cowboys' last five games, Lamb has eclipsed this uh, 69.5 line four times while averaging 92 yards and scoring five touchdowns over that four game stretch. He is in the midst of just a monster sophomore campaign through nine games. The former Sooner has caught 47 passes for 726 yards and six touchdowns. He is on pace to finish the season with 1,370 yards and 11 touchdowns. He also leads the team with 2.26 yards per route run. Uh, We saw wide receiver Michael Gallup return to the Cowboys lineup last week weekend he had missed the previous eight weeks of action on the surface it would appear like Gallup was going to eat into Lamb's target share however I believe that 
his addition to the offense is ultimately going to benefit Lamb in both the short and long term. Uh, with Gallup in the lineup, Dallas kicked Lamb inside, and he primarily operated as a Cowboys slot receiver versus the Falcons. He ran nearly 70% of his routes from the slot. Uh, he responded by turning seven targets into six receptions for 94 yards in two touchdowns. If that game was remotely close, he was going to have an even larger day. That game was completely out of reach by the half. Um, now Lamb is going to face a Chiefs team in what projects to be the, the highest scoring game on Sunday's slate. Kansas City ranks 27th in passing DVOA. The defense has just struggled pretty much in all phases. Coach can attest to that, I'm sure. Uh, this game is going to feature a ton of yards, a ton of scoring. Uh, Lamb is one of, was one of the biggest mismatches in the NFL, and that was before the Cowboys decided to move him inside, where he is just going to be an absolute matchup nightmare for opposing slot corners. Uh, I'm expecting a big game from the star wideout. I think this number should have opened in the high 70s. I think Gallup's role in this offense actually really benefits C.D. Lamb. So, yeah, I absolutely love this prop. C.D. Lamb over 69 and a half receiving yards. I play it up to 74 and a half receiving yards. Dave has a take on it. I'll let him do that before I get my next prop. You're the best. Dave, what do you got? Uh, this was one that I came close to giving as well. And I, I love it when I'm on the same page as the prop star himself. So I like it, but I did. I spent a lot of time this week reviewing Amari Cooper because in on fantasy football today, we're not sure what's going on with Amari Cooper. Now I know what's going on with Amari Cooper. He's running routes to get other guys open. And Dak Prescott has full confidence in CD lamb. He's throwing to Lamb when Lamb's covered. He's throwing to a spot in the end zone where no one is, knowing that Lamb's going to go get it when Dak himself is under pressure. And Alex brought up the idea of him playing in the slot. I think it's going to continue. Just so everybody knows, the Kansas City Chiefs allow 7.13 yards after catch per reception, two slot receivers, the second highest mark in football, and CeeDee Lamb is a yards-after-catch machine. That's half of what made him a first-round pick in the NFL draft. They're also giving up 13.7 yards per catch. Just not even before or after the whole kit and caboodle is going to be 13.7, sixth-highest mark in all of football on the season. So this is a slam dunk. Honestly, this number should be closer to 80. This should be an over-under of 80 yards. CeeDee Lamb's a popular player right now. Top five type of fantasy running back. The fact that he's got it 69 and a half, that's amazing. When I saw it, it was 71 and a half. That number's amazing. I would play this thing. Up. I don't know if they're going to get it to a number where it's I would say, oh, okay, that's too high. That's a good point. By the way, I feel like you two are just gouging me right now. I feel like you're taking way too much joy in telling me how bad my Chiefs defense is. I really feel like you do. Uh, by the way, it is at 71 and a half, a fan duel at 72 and a half on DraftKings. So still in that in that same realm, uh, Dave, that you are talking about. All right, Alex, to go up. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Alex, what's your second play? Yeah, so sticking in this game, uh, it's Dalton Schultz under 47 and a half receiving yards. I want to preface before I go into this prop by giving a shout out to my main man right there, Uncle Dave. Uh, he called this play last week. I mentioned how much I loved it. Uh, just want to tip my hat again to Uncle Dave. It was a wonderful call, a great spot. Rarely do you find unders that are so sweat free that Dalton Schultz, Schultz was not even targeted in the first half. He finished with one catch for 14 yards. So kudos to you, Uncle Dave. That was a fantastic 
call. Um, yeah, Dallas threw the ball 23 times in the first half, and Schultz did not get a single target. That is very telling. I was expecting this number to come in the mid to high 30s, but it opened at 47 and a half, which is way, way, way too much. I mentioned in the CD Lamb prop, we saw the return of Michael Gallup. He finished second on the team with five targets. Uh, as a result, I mentioned it kicked CD Lamb from outside receiver to inside receiver, where he was prime. He was the Cowboys' primary slot receiver. That somewhat nullified Schultz and his role in the Cowboys offense. Schultz is running those routes over the middle of the field without Gallup in the lineup. He was getting uh, the lion's share of those targets with Cooper and Lamb on the outside. Now that this uh, Gallup has returned, there are a lot of mouths to feed on this Dallas offense. You have three stud receivers. You have Tony Pollard, who has had more targets than Schultz last week. So he Schultz is at best fourth or fifth on the uh, totem pole for targets in Dallas's offense. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting him to be more involved than he was last week. But yeah, there are just so many mouths to feed on this offense. Uh, he is just a risky bet with Gallup in the lineup. He's been targeted on 20. This is Schultz has been targeted on 20% of his routes with a 6.6 a dot, which is solid, but he has run really hot. He's somewhat performed above expectations. He's been extremely efficient with a 9.0 yards per target. He is now battling a threat to, his target volume, in addition to negative regression, uh, this number would make sense if Gallup was not playing. But with him in the lineup, it should have opened in the high 30s. There are, and we mentioned earlier, there are so many ways for this to hit under. There are so many outs for an under to hit. This number is just way too high. Can I tell you something? That during the last minute, minute 20 that you were giving your pick, it's gone from 47 to 44 to 40. It drops seven yards in a minute. Don't tell me somebody is not watching this show. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. By the way, somebody in the chat says, I love it when Alex nerds out about his own props. Well, guess what? <laughs> so do we. So do we. All right, Dave, I got a quick one from the chat on this game. Zeke Elliott yeah. over 19 and a half receiving yards at minus 117. Uh, I'm thinking over. I'm thinking that the running backs can be used as pass catchers in this offense. And certainly with the way that Kansas city's defense plays, that would be an advantage for Dallas. So yeah. Can he get you 20 plus receiving yards? I think he can. By the way, Joel says, coach, you loving this under, let me just say one thing, by the way, I'm, I'm starting to, to, to warm up to unders over the last few weeks. I've played a bunch. I've cashed a bunch, so I don't hate unders. I just dislike them. now. Coach, you played the Kyle Pitts one last night, correct? You're damn right I did. How easy was that? I wasn't even a sweat. That wasn't even nope. a sweat. I didn't even, I, to be honest, I didn't even look at that bet during the game. It didn't even matter to me. Yeah. Because I knew he wasn't yep. going to hit it. Knew he wasn't going to hit it. They were throwing you him four yard Bill outs. Belichick. Right? That's exactly what we said on the show tonight. Belichick did it. They bracketed him. All he was open for was four yard outs. That was it. That was it. Amazing game script by you guys last night. Uh, all right. We've got one game left, and then we've got a few more to get to. Then we're going to get out of here, and I'm going back to bed. Uh, so 
Monday Night Football. We don't always have a prop in this game, but we do this week. Giants, Buccaneers, Giants are, or Buccaneers are laying a big number, 11 and a half, and the total is 49 and a half. Alex, what do you got? Yeah, Co- Coach, you just mentioned we don't typically uh, do a lot of Monday Night Props on this show because we do have many uh, future broadcasts, including one before Monday night that I would recommend everybody watch an hour before <laughs> kickoff right here on yes. Sportsline. Uh, so, yeah, I often reserve props for that that broadcast uh, because yeah, I frankly want to have props for the show and to talk about props. But I knew when I saw this line, this line opened about an hour, maybe an hour and a half before we came on air. I knew this number would not be available. So I had to jump on this quickly. Uh, it is Kadarius Tony over 36 and a half receiving yards. Uh, this number is just too low for the explosive rookie who I want to, uh, remind everybody is fully healthy coming off the giants bye week. He has been on the injury report pretty much all season for the giants. So this week off probably did wonders for his health. Uh, Sterling Shepard has yet to practice this week. That is a very bad sign for his status, especially coming out of the giants bye week, not even having registered a limited participation indicates that he is very, very unlikely to suit up on Monday night. Uh, Tony did have a dud prior to the bye week versus the Vegas Raiders, but it was promising. Actually, if you look a little bit closer at it, he led all wide receivers in the snap count. So he was functioning essentially as the Giants wide receiver one or wide receiver one a uh, alongside with Kelly, Kenny Galladay, uh, Daniel Jones in that game only threw the ball 20 times and 45% of those targets went to his tight ends, went to Evan wow. Ingram and uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, yeah. So I, I'd be very surprised if that is the case this week against a Tampa Bay secondary who teams do not run the ball against Tampa Bay opponents average a whopping 39.3 pass attempts per game versus the Bucks. That is the fourth most attempts per game while they averaged opponents average the second fewest rushing attempts per game 21.4. The Giants have no real semblance of a real running game. Uh, they average 24.4 rushing attempts per game. That includes Daniel Jones rushing attempts as we know he likes to run the football. Uh, there's a good shot that Saquon Barkley potentially suits up however i think that actually is going to benefit tony in this game in this scenario uh teams don't try to run the ball against tampa bay uh in addition to being ineffective at doing so um barkley however he's going to command a lot of attention out of the backfield especially as a pass catcher he's a very very viable uh receiving option that should shift some of the attention away from tony uh the bucks are 10 and a half point favorites versus the giants that's going to present some game script that's going to be advantageous uh that it's going to result in the Giants having to air the ball out in order to be competitive. I love the fact that Tony is fully healthy. He's very dynamic. We saw a glimpse of this guy's potential. He exploded for 10 catches, 189 yards versus the Cowboys a few weeks ago. He has dealt with just a plethora of injuries, injuries all season. He is as healthy as he's been this year. Uh, I love this spot. I have him projected for 58 yards. That is a very significant edge on a receiving prop at this number. Uh, so yeah, I'm comfortable playing this up to probably 42 and a half, 43 and a half. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great spot. Uh, can't wait to see Tony on Monday night. I can't either. I can't either real quick. Can, can we all three look into the camera and just do this real quick for like four or five seconds? There's a reason Dave, can you just, just four or five seconds together? 
All right. Thank you very much. There's a reason. There's a reason I'm doing that. Uh, there, you know me. There's always a reason I'm doing. It. I love being the puppet master. I love running this show so freaking much. Uh, all right. Quick little uh, a couple that we didn't get to in the day. Let me come to you. Christian McCaffrey yeah. over 45 and a half receiving yards minus 114 for the Panthers. Spent a lot of time looking at McCaffrey's player props, especially his rushing prop. That's the one I like the best is over 66 and a half rushing yards. Yep. The receiving one's pretty close too, which means I should probably be on the total one. But the one thing that kept me from saying it on the show was knowing that McCaffrey could get hurt mid game. We saw him leave last week and missed a little bit of playing time. It looked like he was getting checked for a concussion. And then he was doing a thing. I won't get up coach. I won't get up, but he was doing a thing on the bench where he was rubbing a football <laughs> on his right thigh. Um, looked like a yes. thigh master commercial sort of, I don't think we need to yes. have yeah, that vision I, in our I, heads again. Yeah. I don't want you rubbing anything on this show. <laughs> We don't want that at all. Uh, by the way, Kelsey knows what I'm up to in the chat. Noah gifts and all of you are giving me so many ideas because we are quietly behind the scenes working on a whole new store with sayings from all of my guys. So it's going to come out probably the first of the year because it takes some time. But don't worry, we've got a ton of gear coming and it's all going to be about my crew. All right, uh, Alex, let me come back to you. CJ Uzuma, over 20 and a half receiving yards. Don't have the number, though. Yeah, uh, I'd personally stay away from this prop. Uh, Uzma has been. Am I frozen right now? Can you hear me and see me? You're frozen. You, can, you pulled a mic. You hear me? Yeah. Frozen yes, we can, you can hear you. Yeah. You continue. To okay. Talk. Should I continue? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So Uzma has been. Uh, Uzma is actually, I believe he's PFF's, or he's at least in the top three. He's PFF's top three rate tight end. He has been extraordinarily efficient this season. If you look at his numbers, he scored touchdowns on like a third of his targets or something just absolutely exceptional. So yeah, he has been highly, highly efficient. Uh, what that tells me is he is likely to experience some natural regression. He's also not getting a large target share in that offense. There are a lot of mouths to feed. Um, we talked about Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins. I think Tyler Boyd's going to be more involved in this game plan. So, yeah, while I do think the number is low, it is enticing. Uh, I just think he's not getting the sort of targets and he is making the most of those targets. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, this number is somewhat inflated to because of the fact he has been so hyper efficient. If he was, if he had just a normal or somewhat above average, like yards per route run, you wouldn't see the number this high. So yeah, banking on two to three targets, expecting him to go over 28 and a half receiving yards is just too much to ask in my opinion. <laughs> you know what that look like looks like to me is if somebody puts that on Twitter as a gift and the headline is when somebody questions a prop from prop stars, that's the look you're going to get from Alex. No question about it. It's a that little intimidating. Should I that bounce out real quick while you guys do this and come back in? Or should I just yeah, use it? Yeah, because you got to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Shut okay. out and then come back in. Okay, uh, one right back. more for While he's doing that, Dave, i got to come to you because you have a play sure. in this game. Miles Gaskin combined over 73 and a half yards. Don't have the number. I apologize. I don't like trusting Miles Gaskin. Don't love trusting him for fantasy. Don't want to necessarily put my money on him either. I know that the opportunity is amazing. The matchup's great, but as good as a matchup can be, it really comes down to the talent of the person. There's Alex again. There's Alex. It really comes down to the talent of the individual. And I think he's playing behind a bad run blocking offensive line. I don't think he's a particularly good runner. He's an in-space type of guy. 
I, I would lean under, believe it or not, on on that prop for Miles Gaskin. All right. Very good. All right. That's going to be the last one we touch on, but don't worry on Sunday at noon, Sunday at seven 20 and Monday at seven 20. We do tons of props for all the games leading up to uh, all the afternoon games, evening games as well. So we'll have plenty more there. So I have one thing. Well, two things left to do. One thing is you all need to understand how you get on my good side, or more importantly, the jeweler's good side. And I believe if one person would have just written the jeweler in the chat that you would have won that hoodie. But nobody did that. So we're going to go with the most active person, the person that was nonstop for the last 45 minutes. And that's our, I, I think it's a man. I don't know, man or woman, doesn't matter. Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear, you have won the hoodie. Congratulations. This is just the first of many. So don't text me and say, Coach, what about me? What about me? We're going to try to get something to everybody. But today, Pooh Bear was nonstop. You got it. And he got it. All right. Now we're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap. Now I would encourage you to take a screenshot. The reason that you don't just go to the end of the show is because all the information you get, you've got to use it for the games on Sunday and Monday as well. So if you want to just go and look here, you can do that. It's not going to help you as much as if you watch the whole show. So, but I saw somebody say, I've got to remember these plays when my props come up. That's why you take a screenshot so you can remember. So there they all are. There's our 10 different plays from Uncle Dave and Prop Stars. Now, I like to end every single show giving my guys and ladies a chance to tell me in 20 or 30 seconds what they're most looking forward to this week from a props perspective. Dave, you go first. Uh, the Elijah Moore and Joe Mixon props are my two favorites. I think they're the most likely to hit. I really like the case built for Elijah Moore. He's been playing outstanding football. And Joe Flacco targets his wide receivers at a 73% clip. So those are the two that are my favorites on the board. Alex? Yeah, I can't wait to see this Dallas-Kansas City game. We're going to see yeah, two, two very explosive offenses. Uh, I, I believe we're going to continue to see C.D. Lamb operating out of the slot, which he is just an absolute matchup nightmare. I also can't wait to see A.J. Brown just erupt versus the Texans, which he has done all throughout his career. Just absolutely unbelievable historical numbers. Uh, I'm also interested to see the Eagles play the Saints because no one runs the ball versus the Saints. And I'm interested to see if the Eagles are even going to try. I love all of those look aheads. By the way, Mark, I just said there's a method to all of my madness. Everything I do is calculated. He says, Coach didn't say it looks glorious when the recap came up. Guess what? There's this new little game that people are playing out there called Early Edge Bingo. That's one of the squares on bingo. So I can't just give it out every single time. You've got to mark those X's. Dave, did you know we have Early Edge Bingo now? I've been trying to play for the past couple of days. <laughs> somebody won yesterday. We actually had all. Oh, time. really? Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Somebody won yesterday. Did we send them something? Some blue haired lady. No. Right? What's that? Not like a blue haired lady, like the usual type of person that would play bingo. I, I think so. Somebody tweeted that. I mean, said and tweeted like their thing with all the X's. I want to send them and something. I, yeah. So we, I'll, well, the next, because I don't know who it is now. I, I didn't mark it down, but we are. There's a lot of things in the works and early edge bingo is one of them. Believe me, we got the first of the year coming up and we're going to be rolling. There's so many fun things that we're going to do because all of you at home, by the way, we just hit today. Today, we're going to do something very special Sunday night. Twenty thousand youtube subscribers yes. right here for the early edge and sports sign i can't believe in less than a year that we've done that 
I can't believe it. But it's because I have the best crew, the best team, the best group in the world in sports betting, and it's not close, and we're just getting started. All right, there's only one thing left to do, and you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. For my guys, Uncle Dave. Alex, prop stars, jeweler behind the scenes, put it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. Remember, every single day, 10 a.m., our normal morning show. And then in the evening, check out our schedule. We put it out every single week. You don't want to miss a second. The way you do that, follow our YouTube channel. Become a subscriber. It's free. Turn on the notifications. You won't miss a second. All right? Tell all your friends about the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.